Welcome to In the Black, a podcast where we talk about stonks, other types of investing. We are your three hosts coming to you from the comfort of our respective homes. I'm Ferris Bateman. Cameron Gecko, checking in. Glenn Ross. All right, so in this episode, we'll touch on relevant market events from the past few days. Today is April 12th to We'll talk about the highs and lows in the past week. But first, we wanted to give you an overview on our segments that will be recurring on each show. Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, or at least the podcast, um, right after we do it. So it'll be available Sunday, Wednesday night. So every week, we'll have the weekly wager, and each host picks a stock of the week. Whoever's stock performs the best, Monday open to Friday close, gets $10 from each of the other hosts. Next, we have the penny stock. Known as investing for schmucks. Each host picks a penny stock, which we define as having a stock price less than $5. Whoever stock gets delisted first has to get the ticker tattooed on their butt. Or leg. Or thigh, yeah. Either one's fine. All right. Um, do you guys want to talk about your respective uh, weekly segments, or should we stop, talk about the market events for the week? Oh, let's, let's dive into it. I guess my one question for weekly wager is... Are we going off percent increase or are we going off dollar increase? Percent. It's got to be percent. I think percent makes things easy. So then in theory, you should pick cheap stocks. Exactly. Like picking something like Amazon would just be foolish. Right. Okay. But what want to come back to that at the end of the show. Uh, I'm not even ready. I'm looking at the iPhone. I was going to say, someone's not ready. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Um, I'm sure our listeners can hear us furiously typing. Yeah, <laughs> classic doing your homework. Yeah, basically, <laughs> just like going to the bathroom, going to the bathroom and print it. Um, going to the bathroom and print it. All right, should we talk about the market events? Let's hit it. All right, so the first event we're going to talk about is the Bank of America transcript, and so basically, um, not the transcript, but the phone call. And it was a phone call. I have the unit. Um, Fabrizio Gallo, Bank of America, Maryland, head of global equities. And he was basically one quote that I just listened to. He basically said that uh, over the long term, excuses like I don't feel comfortable. This is a direct quote. Over the long term, excuses like well, coming in to the office because of coronavirus. He said, that's not going to work. What do you guys what are you guys thoughts? Do we have a name for the scandal? Like the Pentagon Ooh. Papers or like yeah. Watergate? This Bamelgate or the, the Bamel Bamel Papers? Bamel no, Gate. How are we calling this? Bamelgate's good. Bamelgate. No papers, email only. Bamelgate's uh, good. Carbon neutral, <laughs> carbon neutral. <laughs> Please be conscious when printing this email. All right, so Fabrizio Gallo, Bamelgate. What do you guys think? I don't know. It probably said like, for internal use only, and someone clearly breached yeah, that. So I think I'd go so, after that uh, person immediately. <laughs> yeah, that person's probably sweating. I don't know. It's kind of uh, kind of for the culture, what you know. What does that even mean? That's a Twitter <laughs> phrase. That's like a TikTok phrase. Glenn's Glenn. Had, oh, I've never I've never watched TikTok. Mm-hmm. I never will. That's a lie. You definitely search for thirst trap videos on TikTok. Never. All right. Um, um, I actually, so, 
What do you think, Cameron? Nope, go ahead. Nope, I, mean nope. I asked the question. You're, you're up. I mean, it's kind of like an old school finance mentality, which isn't great, just given everything that's going on. Um, okay, Boomer. Is this an okay Boomer gate? This might be an okay Boomer gate. I think he's tired of probably, I'm sure people probably calls all his analysts at like, you know, 6.30. Have you read what, ha- what happened yet? They're like, mm, not out of bed. They can, <laughs> you can probably tell they sound like they just woke up, so that probably pissed him off because he just finished like a 5.30 Peloton class. It's so true. Um, <laughs> and you know, like when you get madder and madder and then like no one, one person doesn't respond, then the next person, then the person that does, you're like, fuck this, and you explode on them. Fabrizio just got yeah exactly. Fabrizio just got off the Peloton in his bike pants, then he had his shot of apple cider vinegar, so he's totally feeling himself. Just harassing like the first year equity analysts. I mean, I guess he's kind of like um, he's the people who uh, like vote for Trump, even though they might not like Trump, but they're Republican. It's kind of like hold the party line. What do you mean? Um, you know, it's like even if you're not loving the candidate that represents your parties like someone registers as a democrat or a republican so if hillary's a democrat trump's a republican you don't like either of them necessarily but you still vote for them because you're holding the party line that's kind of what happens here maybe uh, maybe for brizio's like we didn't come out with the policy so you can't really do anything but show up to work you can't claim you're uncomfortable because we yeah. haven't deemed it uncomfortable yeah exactly so he's a for hot take he's a firm guy big firm guy Really I had a picture pulled up with Fabrizio. In stature, he doesn't look scary, but his eyes are freaky. Yeah, he kind of looks like almost like a, a Russian KB, KGB agent. Dude, he, he he looks scary. Like his yeah, eyes, like like he'd be like he uh, like yeah. How many pairs of those glasses do you think he's broken in frustration? Over I under have 10. no idea. <laughs> those look like they're five dollar Walgreens. So he just works through them. But um, my take on it is that if when he he said um, so to put put this in perspective, I was listening to um, <laughs> shout out to no free ads, but I was listening to the Goldman Sachs um, like thoughts on the market podcast and David Solomon. Way to stay on brand. <laughs> the, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, David Solomon was talking about um, sort of their update about what they're doing, and he said so they have thirty eight who were Goldman Sachs. And out of the 38,000, only eight around the world were going into the office. Quick math, what's the percent? But, um, yeah, so, you up really, you know, but, but back to the point that I was trying to make is that, like, if you're a first-year analyst or a second-year analyst and maybe you're living with someone your age in New York City or you're living alone, this is the yourself from all the soft people that are afraid of getting the coronavirus. I knew you would say that. Well, 100%. You know, Fabrizio sees you in the office. He's like, hey, okay, this guy's, this is another firm guy. You're, you're on Fabrizio's side. And a guy with his, like, steely eyes, you want to be on his side. You want to be soft in front of Fabrizio. Here's a question. Would Fabrizio be okay with you going into the office if you wore a mask? Or is he like, if you show up, you better not be wearing a fucking mask. No, if you're there in a germ suit, he's, he's punching the air in excitement. No, I'm saying if you're just wearing a mask. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't that. matter what you're wearing. Fabrizio not a mask guy. No, Fabrizio, the, the, Fabrizio is an N99 mask guy. Not even N95. Whoa. Okay, so... I mean, you would probably go in. I think you'd have 100%, to 100%. 100%. 
Glenn, would you go in? Of course. What a stop shop today. <laughs> I mean, Whole Foods. <laughs> okay, next topic. Um, unemployment. I'm kind of boring. A lot of people. Insert the wah, wah, wah sound effect. Exactly. We have Kramer put that in for us. What do we want to talk about unemployment? Um, what do you think the peak number of unemployed people are? I think a lot of, at least for my company, a lot of the people that have uh, gotten furloughed, it seems like even though they filed for unemployment two weeks ago, just the offices aren't ready for this amount of processing, given that the economy's been doing so well. Um, they haven't even like gotten confirmation that they're considered unemployed yet. So they might file for unemployment, what is it, April 1st, and get their first check like Memorial Day weekend, which is not good. Alright. But apparently the first round of the payouts went out this week. Maybe in some places. Or like a couple days ago. My I mom got a thing thing. in the mail. I guess it's state by state. Did she really? Yeah. Nice. Um, Stonks. Oh, I ran into a, a uh, an Uber Eats driver at the bagel store. He said he's been working 12 hours a day. Why aren't you doing that? It, um, I'm in the Philadelphia area, and I tried calling them to switch my location, and their phone literally said, we can't connect you with anyone. Like, the, the robot came on. Oh, yeah. Uber doesn't have customer service. It's all digital, well, no. and you have to, like, send an email. I've tried this before to, like, protest a charge. And I had to basically call like the Uber nine one one, saying that I was assaulted in an Uber. So, and I was like, "I'm just trying to get money." They're like, "This is inappropriate." I was like, "I know it's inappropriate to charge me money that you don't, that I actually didn't use." So like, "Okay, let me get you the right person." So you have to kind of lie to Uber to get. Yeah, it's it's that. really annoying. When I was I had, I I had a my insurance when I was trying to apply to be the Uber Eats driver, I got into like three. Yeah, and, and they're so annoying. You can tell they're reading. You can tell Uber. And, and no offense, but you can tell Uber just gives these customer service people transcripts to read. Because I've gone through so many of these calls, they say this, they all say the same thing. Every single one of them. It's bizarre. Hmm. It's, it's weird. But, but I guess, I guess that's what they have to do. But, um, Reed's driver, I got an update on my app. This is what they told me. They said, um, uh, I'll read you exactly what it says. So for every four rides, five rides you do, Uber pays you an extra $25. Interesting. But they cap that. You can only make it from Uber. So. Um, kind of, uh, I guess that's their tactic to people. All right. Airline yeah. bailouts. What I guess my question about that was, what do you guys think about the government owning a significant chunk of the equity in an airlines one from like a board seat standpoint Two, do you think it's appropriate that airlines are essentially aimed like a utility, which is maybe what that's going towards. I mean, it's like Amtrak. Yeah, but Amtrak of. sucks. Case I know that's why I'm worried. <laughs> Amtrak is expensive too. Yeah. The government just is going to like bleed you through with prices. I would what? basically, if you're, you would have to just file for unemployment. Then they're like, oh, here's a $20 plane ticket. Then you work in like private equity. They're like, oh, this ticket's $2,000 to go from Chicago to Newark. <laughs> Chad's RP buddies. Stonks. All of them. Many. So many. Shout out to Devin Wall for his, uh, 
I guess that's a real person. <laughs> yeah. Basically a movie character. Or is it an alias? Character. It's just interesting. Now, like, a huge thing from the airline industry, like, looking at, like, the timeline of regulation, deregulation, like, the government, I wonder what Trump's going to do with it. Or if Biden gets elected, presumably, since he's the uh, presumptive Democratic nominee, like, how the government uses this leverage over airline industries. I think right because like they're basically like, here's this money we know you need it what are you yeah, going to give us the, the Boeing CEO refused to he said he, there's no way he allows government airlines well that's why Boeing's working with a bunch of banks seeing if they can get private financing because I think all these companies are like we do not want re-regulated airlines yeah I saw, Molus was helping the uh, like some cargo companies I was reading about well then like Lazard and uh yeah. Who you might call it. Evercore. Lazar and Evercore are yeah. uh, working on the Boeing thing. Well, I'm very curious to see how Boeing, if they try to get this private financing done before the government stuff comes out. Like I saw a PE firm, Charles Bank, up in Boston, invested like 600, eh, like 600 million in a convertible note in Wayfair. So I think this is the chance where you'll see like a lot of private equity firms, which have a lot of dry powder, using this as a way to get creative with their investments in public companies that they see are super undervalued. Yeah. And then... Uh, Reminds me of 08. Well, what's an example of a private equity investment in 08? In Black Zone. Buying um, Hilton yeah, Hotels. Exactly. Boom. So, like, this is where you'll see it's like, hey, if you need furniture, airlines, I think Spirit kind of some of the smaller scale airlines are definitely ripe for um, private investment because if like just the amount of dry powder and private equity, I have to look up the number. It's like hundreds of billions of dollars that are on the sidelines to be invested. So this could be the chance for them to be like, hey, we like this public asset or this sector and we think it's four turns cheaper than it was three months ago. Like you assume there's some level of multiple arbitrage once the economy gets back on its feet. Uh, good old arbitrage. All right, this kind of... Um Arbitrage it kind of brings me to uh, my bear of the week. I don't want to jump the gun, but um, it's it's relevant to the subject. So this guy, the CEO of Social Capital, Chamath Palipia. Okay. Just apologize for pronouncing his name wrong. But um, he, he was on CNBC Friday, and I was watching. He had an interview with um, Scott Wapner. And he's, Scott Wapner is like, oh, like, do you think the government should get involved, or do you think they should allow airlines to fail? And this is what he said. He goes, "You should airlines shouldn't be bailed out. Quote, let them teach hedge fund managers a lesson. He goes, who cares if the hedge fund managers can't vacation in the Hamptons? And before you guys jump in, I just want to say a couple of things. I think this is a horrible statement by the guy because like, letting the airlines luck. fail isn't about proving it, sticking it to the hedge funds. There's like thousands. Look at these airline companies and so many more people would lose their jobs and it's not worth sticking it to the hedge funds as he puts it and, and well, then, is, he's one of the early uh yes. investors in facebook and he's a board member of the warriors not dumping dump on the warriors thing like in here but of course he's gonna say that he's already made his money that's protected yes. through facebook and i'm and, sure he's liquid exactly and one letting the airlines fail isn't punishing the hedge fund guys yeah it's like Punishing the restrictions that consumers might have on airline travel. Exactly. So I think that's one of the dumbest takes I've ever heard. So I wrote down four things in, um, just on a pad of paper. I wrote, Chamath probably flies private, so of course he doesn't give a crap. 
True. Uh, people at airlines lose jobs, so um, that that's bad. I go, Buffett is actually the one who took the hit, not the hedge fund managers, buddy. Buffett's the one who bought more shit that was in Southwest and um, American Airlines. Double check. Yeah, but that. he's all Buffett's also out of Delta, which I think is interesting. Yeah, but Buffett also just sold a bunch of shares of airlines at a huge loss, so it's actually him who got hurt. And I think Chamath is pissed because no one ever invites him to the Hamptons. Well, because there's no Hamptons on the West Coast. Probably expensive for him to fly his private plane from the West Coast to the East Coast. But I, I did some more research, so I was like, okay, maybe this is just like a one-time blunder. Like, we've all said stupid things before. And he recently released uh, Social Capital's, like, semi-annual shareholder letter. And basically, he just goes on a rant about how all these companies that buy back stock and give dividends and pay CEOs a lot of money. He, he, he rants. He goes, big tech is terrible. He criticizes Facebook, Apple, uh, Google. And he goes off on them. And I'm just not a fan of him. He's such a naysayer and he's so negative. I just really... I, just, I need to look up social capital and see what they do. I'll give the listeners an update next episode. Sorry, I'm eating Kashi. Hashtag Whole Foods. Um, but, like, you have to be in the mix to make comments. That's, like, I hate when announcers have never played sports. Like, this is why Sports Center sucks now. Because there's people who clearly didn't play sports in high school or college that are like, oh, yeah, I think a player should have done this or this. It's like, you need to be in the mix to yeah, be commenting exactly. on the mix. Exactly. So, um, he, he, yeah, th- yeah, this guy... Stick it to the hedge fund managers. All right, we're collectively out on Tomas. We'll give an update next episode. Okay, earnings season. Uh, and this, this kind of ties into the weekly wager. How do we think earnings season is going to be? Yeah, all the big banks generally. This week. Um, Bloodbath. Do you think that's going to push the market down and we should sell tomorrow morning? No. Glenn? No. Never sell. We're young. We're young. We should never sell. Yeah, unless you're a day trader, you Double should just buy day traders are now, and it's going to go up. So this is kind of uh, relates to this, but um, Starbucks reported that earnings would drop by I think forty-seven percent, and the stock went up three and a half percent after they announced that. I think people just like to see a number. I think so too. And I people think are like, it's okay, it's- now it's quantified, so I can price it in. Blah blah blah. Yes, and Starbucks yep. driving past two Starbucks that were maybe 50 yards apart, four-lane road, two two going each way. The whole right lane on either side was just backed up from the exit for people waiting to go through the Starbucks drive-thru. Saw the same thing today on my run. It's crazy. So, demand's still there to the extent it could be, but... I mean, you lose out on, like, getting the coffee and be like, oh, shit, I want one of those pumpkin bread loaves. <laughs> Which is by far their best offering. No, no, the egg white bites are a hundred times better. Hmm. I the second that. Are more liking. expensive than the egg sandwich, though. I know. It's ridiculous, but they're good. No, hashtag no carbs. All right, uh, earning season. Do people have their weekly wager bets? Let me, let me go into the stock market app. I still haven't quite decided. Okay, I've decided. Glenn. Uh, I think before seconds. the next episode or next Sunday's episode. Yeah, we should be a little bit more informed so we can't change one because it's bad radio and two because I don't want the conversation to influence what people pick we have to email it to each other three separate yeah. emails all at the I'm, same I'm, time I'm, saying uh, what the tickers are 
Because I then agree. it's like, what if Ferris is like, hey, I picked this. I was like, well, I was going to pick that too just because I like Ferris's pick. So that's not allowed to happen. Basically, we have to just, it's going up or down this week. And if we're doing it this way, um, then it's first come, first serve. So I'm picking Bed Bath & Beyond. They report earnings Tuesday. Historically, they've had 11% volatility on earnings day, positive or negative. And I think they're a stock that's benefited from this. I think you're going to get absolutely murked. That's fine. <laughs> it's also, what's Bed Bath & Beyond stock price right now? Glenn, what are you, what are you going with, Glenn? 558 a share. So I'm going with Mimecast. Mime you're going Paris. with what? Mimecast? Mimecast, ticker M-I-M-E. It's like a remote working solution company, right? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, email security and stuff for companies, like cloud-based email management. What's the catalyst? Um, security, archiving. Catalyst? Simple. Stonks. Fade Glenn. Fade Glenn. I have absolutely Fading Glenn. I have no data to talk <laughs> What are you, meta? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna give you my rationale. I haven't even picked my company yet, but I think I think it's gonna be another good week for the market, even though the futures imply a 300 point drop. Um, yeah, futures, futures, yeah, exactly. I think banks are gonna be like, we're okay. Then the market's gonna rebound on Wednesday, but the no, next two is, days are gonna be tough. This is what's gonna happen. This is what's gonna happen. Or bank, alert. Bank, banks are going to be fine. And then we're going to get a, a set date for when uh, social distancing is going to end or something along those lines is going to happen. And the market is going to go bananas in a good way. So I think it's, people are going to say Memorial Day weekend. Anyways, continue. I think it will be sooner than that. Take the under there. But That'd be the most electric Memorial Day weekend yeah. ever. Rage Fest. What's the thing in Nantucket that people like to go to Fagali? Yeah, we gotta go. Fugazi, yeah. What we is it? This year. Fugazi Fugazi? No, it's a sailing race from Hyannis to uh, Nantucket. The better so island. Nantucket, yeah. Vineyard sucks. Glenn's a vineyard guy. <laughs> Glenn's a vineyard guy. <laughs> statement. No, no. Martha's Vineyard is for soft people. Yeah, basically. Uh, I'm gonna go with Penn National Gaming. Okay. What's the catalyst? Yeah. Do you think people uh, are better on this fucking mm. horse? Did you guys watch that horse event tonight? No. So bad. No. That'd be like me playing Glenn and uh, like shoot a puck into the top it, right corner, it, and then they just show me, then show Glenn, and they're like, oh, wow, look at you, Glenn. He hit the post. And it's like, oh, look at uh Are you saying it's, it's boring? It's terrible. Interesting reference there, Cameron. It's terrible. So bad. Well, clearly you've never seen me shoot a hockey puck. <laughs> yeah, it's like it is the Glenn squash skill. Well, at least I thought you would make missions, didn't we? Uh, yeah. And then the cattle has it. I think there's going to be overall optimism. This stock's gotten hammered um, in a bad way. Oh, in the words of the NHL announcers, it's been reefed. Waffle and he's board. reefed. Another great got one. What, got that one in the trap. Yeah, yeah put this one in the trap for sure. All right, folks. Do we want to do our... Um, Oh, which we might even call investing for schmucks. Yeah, investing for schmucks. Uh, what do you guys got? I have um, Pop Belly Corporation. Currently trading at <laughs> 370 a share, market cap of 89 million. 
I think, you know, once people get back to work, it's not going to be, hey, let's go get a really nice salad. It's going to be people are needing to buy 7 and $8 sandwiches. Potbelly sucks, too. I know, but people still either buy. Can you imagine for your thesis? <laughs> I don't think Potbelly sucks as much as you think it sucks. That's why I'm buying it. Okay, well, I'm going to put a, a contract, and when you lose, instead of getting PB, PB on your ass, we're just going to uh, do a meatball sandwich on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Glenn, no. what are you going with? No, I'm going to get like a tramp stamp that just says, what are their sandwiches? They have a sandwich called The Wreck. I'm going to get a tramp stamp called The Wreck. Who the hell would order something called The Wreck? That's, that's, <laughs> like, that's stupid. Glenn, what's your petty stock? I am scrolling through my Yahoo Finance app, and I am going with Sologenics, S-N-G-X, trading at $1.45. What's the market cap? Um, simple. Um, $37 million. $37 Whoa, million. buddy. Simply, simply on the basis that it's been on my watch list for quite some time, and it hasn't, like got delisted yet so momentum so you're fading yourself no, i'm just stalking <laughs> what a stupid question what a stupid answer <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna go with uh txmd therapeutics md um full disclosure I wasn't that last no, week? Last week, first. last week was a default episode. Are you no, doubling down? Last week's episode uh, yeah, uh, we dissolved into the ether because we had some we had some stuff we just couldn't include. Um, just like this episode. No, no, this this episode's going up regardless <laughs> of our blunders. We're fine. We're no fine. One knows We're anything. fine. No one knows Everybody anything. remain calm. But yeah, I'm going with XMD. Um, yeah, I think it'll be good. <laughs> I hope I don't have to get a tattoo. All right, uh, Golden Parachute. What the hell is a Golden Parachute? Uh, golden Parachute, picking flash-in-the-pan investments. Um, so anything that generated a crazy return, the investor or hedge fund owner or hedge fund firm, I guess, could still be intact or not be intact. Um, this is kind of a cop-out because I was trying to find one, and it actually takes a decent amount of research. Um, so I'm just doing the Ackman credit default swaps. I think he's kind of leading into the ACK attack segment, which I'll let Ferris walk through. Uh, but he paid $27 million in premium in late February. Probably had some leap year inspiration. Um, he had this famous CNBC rant where people thought he was on drugs. He was probably just pounding mimosas while he was in his Florida. <laughs> in Bridgehampton. In Bridgehampton. No, I think he's in Florida. Really? Yeah. All right. How do you know? Yeah, but paid $27 million in premiums to buy credit default swap insurance on investment grade and high yield bond indices. And I don't think he was saying they'd go default. But basically saying they'd fall kind of out of the triple A, triple A minus grade, and they did. And so that yielded $2.6 billion in payout for Pershing Square. So uh, he's then used various CNBC interviews to pump his money back into the market after he said, like, oh, that, Starbucks is a buy. That investment is literally like making a drunk parlay with your friends and it hitting. Wait, so he shorted the bond he, market? Yes. Yes. Yeah, wow. He shorted wow. The bond. This is a huge That's moment for OG. Glenn. That is one of my <laughs> OG bread and butter strategies to shorten the bond market. Glad that, it paid off. But that is bill. literally like taking a page that right is out of my book. Like uh, making a, a parlay with your friends and having it there. Um, yeah, so I guess that segues into um, the act attack section, which um, I cover. And um, 
not a whole lot went down with him this week, but just a comment. On, he did just uh, tweet an hour ago. So if we yeah. want to kind of walk through the revised timeline. I have a little conspiracy theory I'm cooking up here. So he, he tweeted about an hour ago uh, a chart of uh, an optimistic chart of. Um, mm, I wouldn't call it optimistic. I wouldn't call it unoptimistic, though. It basically mm-hmm. said there's a potential second wave. No, that, that uh, people line should go back stupid. to that line people should. What do you mean? It's a dumb line. It's fake news. <laughs> it's a fake five news. month up in the charts. <laughs> it's just like stupid. Uh, wave one returns to work early June. Early infected people. Wave two returns to work midsummer. Uh, and then so here's testing capacity. A million a day at the end of May. Serology testing available in June. I run the attack section, so pipe down. Okay. Yes, I know. Just trying to counter fake news when I hear it, but I'll let you go. Okay, so you didn't let me talk about my developing conspiracy theory, but so he he tweets the semi-optimistic tweets the semi-optimistic chart on on Sunday last. He was optimistic. I'm, I'm seeing a pattern developing that Sundays, Bill likes to tweet out how he's feeling about the market. Is that really his feelings, though? No, or because he tweeted he was optimistic and the market was up 12. Tail act. So do you think he predicts the market, or do you think he just wants, like, has a thought that he needs to get off his chest? Or does the market predict him? Uh, I think he's just voicing his opinion on a using social media as a platform. Anyway, moving on. Um, uh, Seems like a lot's happening in June. Oh, but back to the back, back month, to the credit swaps. So on March 13th, which was like the worst day for the market ever when it went down 10%, Ackman swaps lost $800 million in value. Ooh. That'd be, that'd be kind of, that would kind of suck, right? That would suck. Um, yeah, it's basically all I had to report on for Hashtag this week. But yeah, big so fan that's of basically, him. Big, big um, fan of him. It's a, what is it? It's a 9,500%. Uh, return on investment in a month so that's pretty dope what do you got for us uh glenn yeah so this is glenn checking in for my segment and apparently needs a new name because uh portnoy stole my idea in the past what was, what, what was your what, so what was your original name what was your original name that's pretty tough brick by brick came with that on the spot I think Ferris thinks um, this podcast is going to get yeah. bought by Barstool, so we have to try to pretend like we didn't take everything from Barstool. Dream big. Uh, dream big. Conflict, dream big. conflict of interest. So this week I came up with one on the spot once again. Hammers oh, and nails. Oh, praise Glenn. You came up with one <laughs> yeah, on the spot. Wow. <laughs> we had a week where I came up with it just now. I've been like screwdrivers and um, paint buckets. <laughs> <laughs> So I will uh, fully welcome listener input on the name for my segment, or or yeah, email or, me. Or tweet us, tweet us uh, at in the black. No, no, no. Seven three three or something. Reading is lit. Seven three two. Yeah, we'll do a virtual suggestion box. All right, what do you got, Glenn? <laughs> um, so a lot went down this week. Um, literally down. Um, mortgage applications down. Uh, home listings down, um, which implies, you know, supply and demand. Home prices are going to fall too. And uh, it's a good time to be a buyer if you have cash. And this applies to commercial properties too. It could be a good time to invest. 
Um, saw some reports. Don't know if they're true or not. Could be a once in a generational opportunity to buy real estate. So we'll see how this plays out, guys. All right. Commercial uh, or residential? What's your thought there? Both. Gun to your head. What are you picking? Stocks. Residential. Don't say, don't say stocks. Residential. Would you buy? Would you put money into like residential apartment complexes? One hundred. Not apartments. I, I think buying homes would be good. Uh, apartment owners are kind of getting burned right they have now. To put off rent. They all like projected like rent growth. And uh, I saw a funny meme today actually. If you could direct your attention to uh, I'm there. Bad Radio One Hundred One. Um, no. Yeah, there's this account called Real Estate God. All right, everyone between all that. real estate and estate God. Yeah, uh, optional, optional. Mm, I um, want to listen to the podcast. Funny meme of a, of a kid playing baseball, and uh, the baseball player is an apartment owner, and he clearly swings and misses, and the bat swinging and missing is uh, rent growth assumptions, once again, missing, and the ball says COVID-19, and uh, it's hitting this kid in the crotch, <laughs> and that's a pretty good, <laughs> pretty good meme of uh, the current situation with real estate. Swinging and missing on assumptions and getting in real estate God really idea. covering his bases. His his bio is these posts are just jokes and by no means any content uh to be taken as financial advice. Same goes for our podcast, everyone. Yeah, we'll say that at the beginning and the end, just in case you just Yeah, we're yeah. the same lawyers. Great lawyers. Harvey um, Spectre's okay. on retainer. So I think our last um <laughs> combined segment is Bull and Bear of the Week. So basically this could be market related, but most likely it's uh, interpreted personally and rather widely or ambiguously. Um, so I'll kick things off. Switch it up. I'll go bear of the week. Bear of the week is my sleeping habit. So I finally convinced my mom to allow my little brother to send the Xbox. Uh, took a little bit longer than expected. I think every time I would text her, she's like, I'm going to step on it. So bear of the week is my sleeping because the first night I got it, I stayed up till six in the morning. Playing. That's a lie. I'm calling BS. No, it's not. You can check the tapes. All right. I did made create a player in NHL and went through a full season. All right. Glenn, what's your bear of the week? I don't have a bear of the week. Ferris. <laughs> Again, Glenn underprepared. What, what are you so bullish on Glenn? <laughs> Everything, mostly stonks, but other things as well. Glenn, Glenn was clearly overserved at Easter dinner. Yeah, Glenn like four glasses of like white Zinfandel deep, and like oh, I didn't prepare for the podcast. <laughs> Glenn, how many Negronis today? <laughs> Not willing to share that publicly. Glenn, I saw a picture of Glenn driving a car today, so that's concerning. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess Glenn has always said stonks, or I'm just shooting. Like, Glenn is king of shooting from the hip. You gotta change your name. My, my, my bear of the week is obviously <laughs> Chamath. <laughs> that's almost lazier than Glenn. My bear of the week is your pronunciation. No, no, no. My, my bear of the week is your pronunciation <laughs> yeah. of Chamath. Your pronunciation generally. <laughs> is it Chamath or Chamath? Chamath. 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 Yeah, Chamath is just kind of the scumbag for saying what the airlines fail to stick it to the... Mammoth to Mammoth. Alright, my bowl of the week is obviously me because I'm going out to the Hamptons. 
Wow, mom and mom and dad humble like brag, humble brag. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go this week. Are you taking a car? No, I'm gonna ride Ansel there. Ah, oh, fudge nugget. More revealing. Yeah, Cutting that part out. out. Scrub that. Scrub that. Delete. Uh, Glenn, do you have a bowl of the week? Should we just skip you? I literally do not. Oh, I do not have a bear. I do okay. have some bowls though. Away. Um, bowl is my productivity. Is going to be through Why, the roof this man, week. What? You know that like iPhone clock app and it has the bedtime feature. Going to start using that and setting a pretty early alarm and see how that plays out. But I'm expecting pretty You're a huge high bitch to use that. Thing. Take it a lot down this week. No, 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 no. no. We're going to see what happens. What else uh, are you bullish on, Glenn? Any other bulls? Bullish on my car, which I am working on. What's the latest update there? Doesn't currently. It, uh, uh, this isn't off the record. We'll chat about Twitter off the record, but I think uh, the handle's available if we want to actually start. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What handle? In no, the black? Well, potentially, but we can't reveal that. Any underscore no, caps? I, I literally searched it in Twitter, and it's a Japanese anime dog account. And it, it's not even in the black. It's at underscore underscore three in the black. We can snag easily it, buy it. We right don't even now. need to buy them out. Snag, no, we're not buying anyone. Just snag it. No, we got, I'll create an email. We'll do it. Right. That'll be on me since I apparently know how to use We should have our, our lawyers draft up some uh, copyright. Yeah, let me know if you know anybody. For us. Uh, any other bowls of the week? Uh, LegalZoom.com. Um... Ooh, bear of the week. I have a flight on Tuesday from Palm Beach to Philadelphia, and I am no longer in Florida. So that, well, I did, and I have some credits that like run out what, pretty what soon. What airline did you take? So, Frontier. Oh, full, full, <laughs> is this a Frontier flight? Full disclosure, Jen. American Airlines. American really? Airlines. Well, well, Glenn, you're not taking your trusty Frontier Airlines. No, no, no. I do love Frontier, though. I'll put that out there. Uh, what a man of the yeah, people. Yeah. Um, pretty disappointed with American Airlines and their treatment of the coronavirus. You know they don't have a mission? Uh, you have very little they time American there. Airlines. They don't have, a, like, a corporate mission. They literally don't. statement? What would the Villanova... I mean, what would uh, University Management but Teachers you know, say you about know Fabrizio that? I don't know. I'm not in college. Fabrizio Gallo wouldn't be happy. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. His mission statement would be like, shut the fuck up and get on the plane. Fabrizio's <laughs> eyes are scary. You're still checking them out? Yeah, did I just Odds that you make that, again odds that you make the picture of him your phone background. No shot. <laughs> it would look scary to wake up in the morning. Okay, my bowl of the week, uh, my negotiating skills. I negotiated my rent down to remove the amenity fee, and I made them uh, I'm allowed to pay rent with my card now. I get points on that, and I told them to scrub the processing fee, even though my credit card company already scrubs the processing fee. So I am hashtag double dipping. So you just so you, you hashtag just stonks. Lie. So you just lie to your landlord to get financial breaks. I, how did I lie to the landlord? You swindle your landlord. I did tell my landlord that my brother works for um, business Uber Eats, and he's no longer employed. Business. So I need to help out the interim. <laughs> uh, business ethics out the window right here. <laughs> yeah. Plug your ears. Um, and then I'm calling my insurance company tomorrow to see if my car insurance premiums can be bumped down 
because I have only been driving my car to the grocery store. <laughs> my girlfriend just entered the room and said that was my idea. So her insurance company already offered that. So, you, so, so you, I'm trying to follow suit. <laughs> Bibliography 101. Um, do we want to go nope. with the... Do we want to go with the rumor of the week, or are we scratching that section? Uh, we'll, we'll work something. Didn't we'll know that existed. Something. I had a pretty good. I, 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 I actually heard. I actually heard a rumor, but uh, I'm going to keep okay. it to myself so we don't get uh, <laughs> we don't get booted. <laughs> it's not a rumor. That's so fun. But um, yeah, I'm going to keep it to myself. All right. So if you, if you I have one. No, you're not. Too. You're just you. You're just trying to bait me. No, I, I, mean, well. I might make Glenn just send in everything he's going to say on the podcast. To just, <laughs> I don't want to hear him bullshit on the fly. I don't want to hear it. Only if it's appropriate and we won't bleep it out. Nah, yeah, that's what I thought, Glenn. You have nothing. You bluffer. <laughs> yeah, you have nothing. I got something juicy. What? What's that, um, the Dosaki stuff? Like, oh, what's it not wonderful? It's like the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. Glenn is like the most, you know, like the biggest idiot in the world. It's like Glenn plays online poker against himself, <laughs> against himself and still manages to lose. Stonks. <laughs> when I go snorkeling, the fish look at me. Oh, that's a pretty good one. Write that down, actually. Dad was always good at those. What do you good mean? All right, um... Dad said that before. You took that from Dad. That's not true. I made that. That is, I'm texting him. Well, are you, are you guys related? Obviously. I've done these reviews. Related in our love for songs. <laughs> exactly. We're all related. All right. Uh, we're going to have a stonk meter. Just how wait, many wait, times wait, you wait. say stonk. Wait. Also, um, should, we, should we talk about who we might get to be uh, the show? No, let's let's workshop this out a couple more episodes, and then we'll. No, uh, this one this one is being posted. No, I'm saying we you can put slight saying, scrubbage. Yeah, one slight scrubbage as the founder of the podcast that you're in charge of that. Two, just have the flow of the podcast down a little bit better before you introduce guests. I thought it was good today. I thought it was good. I think there's room for improvement. Oh, definitely. There's always room for improvement. Never. Stop, Never I think stop we have improving. a couple high level. Uh, Wall Street executives that we might be bringing on the podcast, so be prepared for that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Bill Ackman, no, 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 week. but we might, we David might have, um, week after that. We might have the head of derivatives for um, a big firm come on. Who else? Oh, yeah, we're going to do that after we get a Twitter account so we gain yeah. some credibility. Who's playing wall ball in the background? Working on the hand eye. <laughs> you sound like Steve McQueen and. Um, Oh, what's that movie? Great Escape. When he's in the prison, he's in the cooler. Start throwing the baseball against the wall. I can hear Brian Mason on, uh, in the room next door to Mason. That's interesting. Good movie. How can you compare Bridesmaids to The Great Escape? I haven't seen The Great Escape. You, you've never seen The Wizard of Oz, Glenn. Everyone has a big <laughs> movie they haven't seen. I was in The Wizard right, of Oz the in sixth this grade. Is, this is getting I was a munchkin. Dogs. Ending the, ending the episode... This is what the listeners uh, come for. Listeners, actually, listeners come for the stonks. Stay, stay for, for the, the banter. Uh, stay tea. for the banter. Stay for the tea. What are you, 12? Yes, the banter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll create the, the Twitter account and then, then text about that and stuff.
right. Later. And then we'll, and we'll, we'll, and we have, um, we're just getting copyright, uh, approval for intro and outro songs, which we've completely ripped on this week. No outro. You can't do that after I say it. It Anchor does it for you. And you can pick the song. Yeah, confirm. Can you confirm? Okay, I'll text you what song I want. We'll see if we we'll see if we agree. All right. See you later. All right. Signing off. Bye bye bye.